It's Tuesday, April 30th, and this is TikTok. A big hello to all of our listeners. I'm Andrew Mock, and this is your TikTok podcast with all the global news you need to know. Today, we're talking about the high tensions in Venezuela after opposition leader Juan Guaido appeared in a video posted online this morning, flanked by men in military uniforms. Hoy, como presidente encargado de Venezuela, legítimo comandante en jefe de la Fuerza Armada, convoco a todos los soldados. He proclaimed Operation Liberty was underway to end the regime of President Nicolas Maduro and called for a military uprising. Maduro, meanwhile, insisted the military still backs him. It's a highly fluid situation, and the outcome at this moment is unclear. But joining me now to unpack this situation in Venezuela is Jose Enrique Arioja. He's a Latin America editor for Bloomberg News. Mr. Arioja, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Andy. So let's start with this video that was posted this morning from opposition leader Juan Guaido. It's a three-minute video where he says the final phase to oust President Maduro has begun. So can you give our listeners some context and describe what we see in this video? It was a video posted early in the morning uh, today around 6 o'clock New York time. And this was, you know... President uh, entering Guaido, surrounded by, I would say, 40, 35 army officials. And one of the most prominent opposition leaders, his name is Leopoldo Lopez, who was in the first row behind Guaido. And uh, the message that he was trying to convey this morning was essentially, as you mentioned, hey, the next stage in this uh, saga has already begun. And he was making a, a particular call to two flanks of the Venezuelan society, the public officials, the public uh, workers that work for the state, which is a huge number of people that we can imagine, and then the military, the army forces forces of Venezuela that so far has been reluctant to play a bigger role into what uh, you know we know is uh, this nascent government in in Venezuela. I was a very friendly, as usual, it's a very friendly, uh, sophisticated message to the masses, to the Venezuelan people, trying to convey essentially the message: Hey, we finally got the support from the army and the military forces in here, and let's start with this new stage. So dozens of, of members of the military are, are flanking him in this video. You can see they're wearing blue armbands. What is the significance of that? Yeah, this is a, sort of like a symbol, all right, for the, uh, for the um, forces that are loyal to uh, uh, Guaido. Uh, it's, a, it's a, also a symbol that in some ways is a reminiscence of the uh, uh, blue helmet from the United Nations type of thing. And is also an emblematic uh, color to, to uh, signify that they wanted to do a peaceful transition. They don't want to engage in violent acts, and they try to just change the political landscape out there and switch powers in the country in a very uh, peaceful manner. And let's talk about the timing. Uh, why now in Venezuela? Is there any significance as to this point in time? Yes, and I think it's a very is a very interesting question because today's announcement comes, uh, you know, just 
24 hours before a big march, a big protest that uh, Guaido has already arranged to, to start to celebrate May 1st in Latin America and including, including Mexico as well. All these countries celebrate Labor Day. Uh, and um, it's a day where they, they, there is no uh, work, all right? And everybody was uh, called to participate in, in a big march that Mr. Guaido said, or put it in the concept that they say, hey, this is going to be the biggest march, the biggest demonstration, the biggest process against President Maduro ever assembled. So today is, is very significant, what we've been seeing so far today, because precedes this big demonstration and sort of like builds the momentum ahead of this big march that is still uh, scheduled to take place tomorrow. And, and let's back up and, and talk about Juan Guaido as, as the opposition leader. He sort of burst onto the scene and really onto the world stage three months ago to declare himself acting president. Uh, this was in response to the broken state that Venezuela has become. We know there's food and medicine shortages, power cuts, hyperinflation. We see those all the time. Would you say that today marks a turning point in that power struggle? I would say yes. And uh, and the significance of this and um, why um, I sort of like agree with, uh, with your question is that we're seeing today for the first time, he's making this connection with Venezuelan society flanked by military officials. But this is the first time they were seeing it surrounded by these by these officials. And in the second time, it's the first time they were seeing it uh, alongside Leopoldo Lopez, who is the most emblematic opposition leader, uh, an individual that has been under house arrest since uh, you know uh, 2014, uh, and has been so like a. Um, the most symbolic and the most prominent voice of the position thus far until, as you mentioned, three months ago, we got one one white onto the biggest stage. So this is, for me, and I'm, I'm seeing it this as the, the initiation, the start of actually a new phase in this power struggle. So I think the key question here then is, has the military swung in its support from President Maduro to Juan Guaido? What do we know about that at this point? That is a very, uh, a very hard question to answer. The short answer for that is most probably not yet. And the reason behind this is that what we saw today was these 40, 35 um, army officials, sort of like a low rank, individuals that doesn't have the, uh, the qualification of being part of the top brass of the Venezuelan army, individuals that doesn't have the power to mobilize troops uh, and to make any decisions, to seize arms, to see uh, heavy munitions, uh, aircraft, and um, so on, to take control of the actual situation in any given moment going forward. Nevertheless, it's relevant, but we have to take it with some some grain of salt. In the middle of all this uh, struggle during uh, you know the early hours of today, there were rumors that uh, some big generals were supporting today's uprising, and uh, and that was something that was completely denied for some of those generals involved involved in the uh, in this uh, situation today. And then the uh, defense ministers of uh, uh, President um, Nicolas Maduro went on the uh, TV station on the national TV saying, "Hey, this was a mediocre uh, coup d'état." 
this was something that didn't create any dent in our uh, democracy, in our system, and so on. So it remains to be seen if going forward, we're actually going to have some high-ranked members of the Venezuelan army actually joining Mr. Guaido's intentions going forward. I think you bring up an important point. You know, I want to talk about the perception in the news media, at least in the U.S. There's a lot of talk about this as being a coup. But is it really accurate to characterize this as such at this point? I think that's a, a very interesting question, especially because we live by words. And um, how do we choose word to express? What's, uh, what's taking place in, in the, you know, in the society, and uh, as we know, the uh, the connotation of the coup it, it meaning something that is a, a, a sudden event, usually coming out characterized by the use of force, trying to be sort of illegal as well, and we're not seeing that in in the events that uh, we witnessed earlier in in Venezuela. It's essentially more like a pledge, a call to the Venezuelan society to say, hey, we're finally having the support of the military, uh, and we need you to go guys out to demonstrate and to try to change and to switch powers in here. Uh, but the situation is very fluid, and, and even if the government is calling this or characterizing this as a coup, uh, we have decided just to uh, go in a more you know, cautious way and call it um, a civil uh, uprising. And to that point, as we've gone through the day, we've seen these clashes with protesters get more and more violent. There were reports that an armored car plowed into protesters at a military airbase. And it's an active situation, as we mentioned. It's all very fluid. What do the events up to this point tell you about where this is all heading? This is, I think, is a fascinating moment in, in Venezuela's history. And uh, I want that, you know, our, our listeners to, to be aware of this. This morning's event took place in an airbase in a sort of like a wealthy neighborhood in the middle of, of Caracas. And what Mr. Guaido is doing right now is using an armored truck, mobilizing himself and his supporters, uh, the protesters, etc., using one of the main avenues in, in Caracas, and he's heading into downtown Caracas. And this is literally because they are moving closer to where the presidential palace is located in downtown, in the core, the core of Caracas, the traditional downtown in the city. And this is where they are heading physically, mentally, and emotionally. They are going to try to get as close as possible to the core of power where President Maduro is secluded with his uh, cabinet and the members of the army forces protecting him. The last time that there was a formal coup d'etat back in 2002, the forces immediately attacking and seized the controls and the operations of the presidential palace, and something similar happened back in 1992 with Hugo Chavez uh, famously also failed to control this presidential palace. So everything boils down to how close they can get to this presidential palace, how soon they can do it, and all the hordes that they're going to be facing going forward in order to achieve that specific goal. All right. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on that. Jose Enrique Arioja, a Latin America editor for Bloomberg News, thanks for speaking with me today. My pleasure, Andrew. Turning now to other news of the day, here's what's happening. 
one for the history books. Japanese Emperor Akihito became the first from the country to abdicate in more than 200 years today. In a lavish and sacred ceremony at the Imperial Palace, the 85-year-old thanked Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and delivered a short speech, sealing the moment Japan moved into its next royal era. He will be replaced by his son, Crown Prince Naruhito, who formally takes the chrysanthemum throne in a ceremony on Wednesday. Facebook kicked off its F8 annual conference for developers today in San Jose, California. It's a chance for the company to show off new features, launch new products, and get developers excited. Over the past two years, Facebook has faced a seemingly never-ending stream of privacy scandals, and in his keynote speech, CEO Mark Zuckerberg said the company is focused on a new privacy vision that will start with its messaging service. The first thing that we need to do is deliver a basic messaging experience, which is the fastest, simplest, most reliable, and, and most secure of any of the leading platforms out there. We've been focused on rewriting the entire thing from scratch to deliver uh, the best private messaging experience that there is. Zuckerberg said Facebook is also updating the Facebook icon to make it, quote, a bit more lively and modern. And finally, we're joined now by two-time Tony winner, that's B.B. Newirth, two-time Tony nominee, Brandon Victor Dixon. It's okay, audience, you may applaud. The nominations for the 2019 Tony Awards were announced today in New York. The new musical Town, a folk and blues musical that reimagines the Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, led the pack getting nods in 14 categories. That was followed by the jukebox musical Ain't Too Proud, built around songs by The Temptations, which received a dozen nominations. Hollywood actors, including Annette Bening, Brian Cranston, Jeff Daniels, Adam Driver, and Laurie Metcalf were also nominated for their performance in plays this season. The ceremony will take place on Sunday, June 9th at Radio City Music Hall. That's your TikTok update for Tuesday. You can learn more about all of these stories everywhere we are. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and check us out on Instagram at TikTok. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrew Mock, and be sure to download the TikTok podcast every day for all the global news you need to know.